Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your pal Spearsy and Brad in LA. And today, 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 gentle listener, we have constructed an elaborate pop culture discussion around the way movies in our beloved decades celebrated and presented weddings, all as a front to have a discussion about Steve's nuptials last year. Yes, last year, Steve. Time flies. Joining us today to help us with this artificial construct to delve deeply into the event itself, and to ask questions that would never occur to two dudes like us. Yeah, it's Jen with one end. Happy New Year and weddings. <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! Yes, I was not at the wedding, so I'm very excited to hear all about it. You missed a hell of a party. That's oh my say. gosh. Yeah, it looked so much fun and beautiful, <laughs> but also not... Um, uh, I don't know. Like it just felt very authentic. It didn't seem so straight laced and you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It looked, it looked lovely. It really looked wonderful. We're still waiting to see all the photos. We've got the photos that friends took and we've seen a teaser from the photographer, but we don't have the official wedding photos. We don't have the video yet. So we're really, we're, no dang. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that I could slow down on my podcast editing and I would still be meeting uh, expectations here. <laughs> uh, wedding planner wise. Yeah, of course. So we thought instead of having just a long show where we talk about the wedding, which was Thanksgiving weekend in New York City, what we've decided to do is we're, we're going to talk about some of our favorite wedding scenes from 80s movies. We each have one in particular that we want to share with you. We'll name some honorable mentions. I, I would argue right now that the 80s were not the best decade for wedding scenes and movies. Would anyone care to fight me on that? Yeah, I agree. I think the 90s were there was a lot of weddings in the 90s, and I don't know why, but there were. Uh, getting married very popular very popular uh my favorite wedding related scene in a movie is from a movie from 1969 so yeah i'm gonna graduate no not the graduate not the graduate not the graduate what is it i'm now i'm curious it's do you want to talk about this now no no we'll save it we'll save it we'll save it let's come to that later i I think i know what it is now that i've now that i when we do the stuck in the 60s show we can talk about that i would love to do that (laughs) no hard pass I'm the one who got married, so I'm the one who gets to go first. Here's my favorite wedding scene from the 80s. I have something else in mind. Tell no one of this. I intend to find my bride. What is wrong with the one you have now? But where in New York can one find a woman with grace, elegance, taste, and culture? A woman suitable for a king. Queens! Why'd you come here? 
you find something special. It's an awfully long way to travel. And the journey is still great when one finds what he seeks. Your Highness, we have not come to that part yet. Would you really have given up all of this just for me? Of course. If you like, we can give it all up now. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's coming to America from 1988. And I still think this might be Eddie Murphy's best movie of his entire career. Mm. I might fight you, but go, go on. <laughs> yeah, I sense a battle royale coming on that one. <laughs> anyway, John Landis movie... They allegedly didn't get along very well. And so Eddie vowed he'd never work with John Landis again until, of course, he should have kept that promise because what we got instead was Beverly Hills Cop 3. But I love this. This is one of the first movie scenes with a wedding that I really just, you know, really made me smile. Like when Lisa comes down the aisle, you don't know it's her until they lift the veil. And then Akeem brightens up and then suddenly Lisa's father, you know, Mr. McDowell appears from behind the, the throne. I mean, I, I'm, I was as giddy as a, <laughs> well, like a 21 year old, I guess. A blushing bride, perhaps. Yeah. To this day, when I watch that scene, I don't think there's any wedding scene that makes me happier than the one in coming hmm. to America. Well, when you get your video back, then. Yeah, that'll 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 move to the top. <laughs> it's weird because it's not a movie that's, uh, even though I liked it, um, the, the critics didn't. I think it has about a seventy percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. One critic called it a slime fest. I really? Think vari- yeah, it's variety- a classic. <laughs> <laughs> variety, I think, if I recall, said it's a series of unfortunate bathroom jokes. I mean, that's okay. not un- untrue. Okay. Hey, you know, sure. You got me there. <laughs> Who hasn't told a series of bathroom jokes before? I mean, come on. Here's the thing that gets me. I wanted to just do as much research as I could on that wedding scene. There's really not much to be had. I think we all kind of learned that that was the case with our particular movies. But every time I've watched Coming to America and they showed like the engagement party at the very beginning and all the dancers are performing in front of Akeem and his father. I always thought that that dance looked familiar. (laughs) They're basically doing the thriller dance. They've just stepped it up a couple of uh, speeds. Watch it again. That dance has really gotten some mileage. I just watched 13 going on 30 with my daughter. Yeah. There's a whole scene of that. There's a whole, it it saves her career or whatever. (laughs) If we could just pivot into the cul-de-sac for a second, how does that hold up? I remember really enjoying that when it came out. Excellent question. It's not bad. So we watched Big for the first time during what we call Tea Thanksgiving, which was the night of Thanksgiving. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh, that's brilliant. Yeah, we've started this uh, tradition where we watch a Tom Hanks movie on Thanksgiving evening after we're all super full and then eating like leftover pie or whatever. And uh, and this year we watched Big and she loved it and we loved it, even though we were all skeeved out by the whole like 13 year old boy thing. <laughs> well you know um and it was a snow day where we live in maine and so i was like oh you got to watch this girl big and she's like what are you talking about and i was like it's 13 going on 30 and she's like yeah i don't really want to i'm like no it's only an hour and a half it's a perfect length of the movie you get in you get out you have some pie it's great 
Exactly. But we watched it and it was, it does hold up. And she was psyched because it opens up with head over heels by the Go-Go's and Mm -hmm. she's my daughter. So she automatically was in, she's like, oh, this is going to be so much fun, but it holds up pretty well. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Has a wedding scene. Has a wedding scene. In fact, it has two, if you really think about it. Yeah. We watched 13 going on 30, probably a few months ago and we loved it. Okay. Thank you for entertaining my question. The only weird thing otherwise to say about coming to America's wedding scene is that she's not wearing a white gown at the very end. I don't know if you mm-hmm. noticed that she's wearing a pink wedding dress. I guess the reasoning was, or actually I know what the reasoning was. She didn't look good in white in front of all the other people who were dressed in such dark colors. So yeah, I um, wore pink to my wedding. Okay. And it was lovely. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well then I feel like a jackass. Highly recommend. <laughs> still married. And we're still married. Yes. Then it worked. There you go. Speaking of that, Jen, you're up next. What uh, movie wedding scene are you going to represent? Well, speaking of pink, I know no one got married in pretty pink, but it's Molly Ringwald's favorite color. So, um, of course, it's, I think, the quintessential wedding scene in an 80s movie, I would argue, which is 16 Candles. Jenny! Holy shit. She just had a cramp. Those guys who thought we had to get married feel pretty stupid right about now, huh, Padre? this whole movie is leading up to this wedding, right? It's poor Sam. She's being ignored because her sister Ginny is getting married and all the family descends and like chaos ensues, blah, blah, blah. So we finally arrive at the wedding scene right at the end of the movie. It's the blah, blah, blah that really captures the moment. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mentioned it also because the day of Steve's wedding, I texted Brad to see, I also texted Steve, but I, I texted Brad to see how he was holding up and I believe you texted me a quote from 16 Candles. I went back and looked. I did. Did you recall what that was? I said, getting Steve to the altar is going to be... It's going to be a piece of cake, Bryn. A piece of cake, Bryn. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, of course, the scene where um, Ginny, who has menstrual cramps, takes four muscle relaxers. Her monthly bill came early. (laughs) Well, she's fine. Uh, She just took a muscle relaxer. Try four. You didn't. Mother. Four. (laughs) So there's that great scene. I mean, the whole that that's yeah. I mean, that's a lot of muscle relaxers. And I would think she would be passed out on the floor. I I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, so so the whole scene starts with piece of cake, Bren, with her muscle relaxers. And then uh, the father of the bride, Jim Baker, the excellent and beloved Paul Dooley, 
walks her mm. down the aisle and she like it's a very funny scene actually it's a great physical comedy when she like asks Lovely someone to teapot. like <laughs> to like move over so she can sit down <laughs> in one of the pews it was very funny and then one kind of fun little thing is if you all remember um in poltergeist there's i'm going somewhere with this i promise but tangina the medium and the house cleaner from poltergeist mm-hmm. sure yeah, she's yeah. playing the organ and oh. the best part of that scene is when she's playing the organ and you can hear her singing <laughs> <laughs> she's playing and i don't know why that strikes me as so funny every oh, time oh my gosh so you you know my mother was a church organist she just re-retired she had retired I did not and they, know that. They, they pulled her back in and she re-retired in september um after playing for let's just say more decades than i've been alive so as wow. to protect my mother's age number a little bit but um, I always laugh at that scene for that very reason. And then for her <laughs> line that kind of puts a button on the whole wedding ceremony when she's walking up the aisle at the end of it, and she just says, oh, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, a, it was a star turn, I thought, too. Yeah, I, but... I mean, my mom could tell stories. Every time she plays, I mean, she's like, oh, I played a wedding this week. And I'm like, and? And she just <laughs> like, you're not going to believe what they wanted me to play. And I'm like, who's this Elton John guy? And, oh, it's oh just, my God. It's so That's funny. So, I had no idea that your mom was an artist. That's a funny thing. Oh. Um, so Ginny finally gets to the altar and she throws her veil on the flowers. And of course, she's like, I can't see with this thing on. And she throws it there. Um, one fun fact that I did come across when I was researching this was that when Ginny, I mentioned she like sits down, she sits down next to John and Jim Belushi's mother, Agnes. Fun fact. Huh. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Huh. And here. Oh, wait, here's it's actually a double fun fact because the Reverend is played by uh, Brian Doyle Murray, Bill's older brother. Wow. Yeah. Lousy with Murray's this wedding. I'm telling you. <laughs> must have been shot in Chicago or something. I know, right? Anyway, I, I did rewatch parts of the movie to to re- refresh myself. And then I was like, I don't need refreshing. I remember every single like hiccup <laughs> of this scene. <laughs> but I did appreciate watching Jake Ryan go to the house first to see if if Sam is home and realizing he is so hot. Like <laughs> I thought maybe time would pass and like, I would not think that anymore. And then I just look at his angelic face and I think, yep, he's still so hot. So in case anyone was wondering, Jake Ryan still got it. Um, and then I just want to wrap up by saying, cause I think um, if you haven't seen this scene, it's a real treat, but I came across uh, a deleted cafeteria scene that's only in the TV version. So it's not on DVD. It's not on streaming services or whatever. So you've got to check it out. Just Google 16 candles, deleted scene, and you'll probably get a mental floss article or something. Check it out. I was kind of shocked actually <laughs> to see it just because I'd never seen it before. And I, I, I love this movie so much. That's a cool extra scene. I remember seeing it and thinking, I, where, where did that come from? You know, I'm not sure why that didn't make the extras of the DVD at this yeah. point. It's movie. Weddings like this, though, that gave me the worst nightmares leading up to to the ceremony because I, oh I no, just, like I, I just was worried. Every great movie scene with a wedding is great because something goes wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, but life isn't a movie. Life is better than a movie. Life is real. You don't have to manufacture drama for an event. It's already you know <laughs> the drama is the fact that you're having the event. Oh, and the stakes are there too. Yeah, but we did have drama at. <gasps> ours oh do tell i I don't know that how many people knew it though oh brad knows it (laughs) 
can we just step back for a second? Because uh, like a lot of people who are listening, I wasn't there. I was able to watch the actual ceremony online, but other and and I was like texting with Drew while I did it, which is kind so of you're fun. basically you're watching the back of me. Apparently, I was. I watched the, the back of you, yeah, and and just Drew and I made some comments, but I won't repeat them here. <laughs> Does this rental tux make me look fat? Oh no, it was it was really beautiful. Actually, the wedding was gorgeous, but I I just wanted to um, ask Steve to kind of like set the scene a little bit. Cause I don't yep. know if everybody, I mean, I think probably from previous ep- episodes know that Brad was your best man. And there were quite a few eighties um, cruisers and eighties lovers there. I just wanted to ask if you could kind of set the scene a bit. Sure. We decided it was going to be in New York city and it was delayed a few times because of COVID, but eventually we had set the date for November and it was a, like a winter wonderland theme. So a lot of blues and silvers. And we found an Episcopal church that had been there since the late 1800s, I guess. Wow. We had about 80 people there, but we had a fair number of 80s cruisers that were with us and 80s friends. How many? Maybe a dozen or so. Millions. (laughs) Millions. Maybe a dozen. It was held the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend, and it was freezing. I think it snowed later that night. Oh, my gosh. For the most part... Everybody was staying at the same hotel. We'd had a big rehearsal dinner the night before. And then we closed down the bar at the hotel <laughs> the, the night beforehand. That's true. We did. It's yeah. tradition. You got to do it. <laughs> the wedding itself was at 2.30 in the afternoon, which was early. But the venue that we booked for the reception overlooks the Empire State Building. Oh. And so we wanted to have photos where the, it was still light outside. So we get to the church. Here's where the drama comes in. Um, oh, okay. And we're back. I always call it, what's, what's the room that they stick us in, Brad? Like The green room? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, it's just wherever they have that's off the side of the altar area where yeah. we could chill. Right. So we're back in like the, the bullpen. <laughs> yeah. The lounge. For lack of a better term. Yeah, the pastoral lounge is where the pastors hang out, work on their and sermons. Yeah, we had, a, we had a female pastor, a female officiant. And she's like, I'm going to go out there and do the intros and introduce myself. And as soon as you start to hear the music, you guys walk out. So we're waiting by the door and she goes out there and she's introducing herself to the people in the pews. And we're waiting literally like I'm half a step out the door. And then I hear her say, I've just learned that the bride has she said like, she's not still getting prepared or something. She's taking the prerogative to be a little late. She's not arrived. She made a cute little joke about it. I remember that much. She's not there. (laughs) She did not say she has not arrived because the way she said it it, to me, it sounded like she was downstairs, like getting her veil (laughs) floofed or, you know, taking the fourth muscle relaxer or something. (laughs) So, so the efficient, so she comes back into the bullpen and um, here's where things get interesting so moments later the wedding planner appears from around the corner like steve i need to talk to you alone and she's holding up a phone <gasps> and every, everyone everyone heard this like brad and and i was Augie. gone I, I was gone because at that point the officiant had said 
I need somebody to go talk to the wedding planner who's out front and find out when she's going to be here and like, and arrange for some signal, like a flag or I don't know, whatever, so that I can, I, I know <laughs> when I can start again. And every, every, all the grooms would look at me like, you go, Brad. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't even know who the wedding planner is, but sure, I'll go. Yeah. So uh, I walk past her on the way to the back of the church thinking that she was like a photographer's assistant or something. And then she comes in and, and this is where it picks up with Steve. Like, I need to talk to you. It's, you know, real hushed tone. She's holding the phone up. So I go around the corner and I, I have this weird smile on my face because it's just like, this is too cliche for this to be what people think it is. <laughs> and she's like, I've got some bad news. jeez! <laughs> oh, the car that we arranged for you to drive uh, you and Melissa from the church to the reception has broken down and we need to find you a new one. <laughs> and I go, that's it. Oh my goodness. That's it. She's like, yeah, it just, I, you know, it's, I'm very, very sorry, but we'll have, that's what we have to do. I'm like, <laughs> get an Uber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I even said that. I said, I said, an Uber is fine. It's like, it, th- this is really like the least of my worries. And so yeah. I think about 15 more minutes passes and, and we get the signal. I don't know what they were. What was the signal, Brad? Do we know? I, I, at that point, the wedding planner just, you know, fired off a flare. But yeah. the, the, I mean, when I came back to the the groom groom pen, whatever the heck you want to call it, I walk around the corner and Steve's got his wallet out and is talking to somebody on the phone. I'm like, what is going on here? Oh, I had to give him a credit card for the replacement ride. Yeah. And oh I'm my fun. goodness. And See, I'm I thinking think the I'm wedding never... planner is supposed to just do that and, and everything is supposed to be seamless. And, sweep, and they just sweep it, it up later. Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't. Later. It wasn't. Mm. It, she, oh, well. She did a good job at the reception and such, but I mean, it was, if you could have seen the, the, the amount of work that Melissa had to put in to get that wedding across mm. the finish line, you would have been gobsmacked. But after that, it went, it went normal. I don't think there was anything she, weird. She, did, she the, did arrive, came down the aisle, they got married. You saw that, you know, Steve cried like 55 gallons worth of tears. <laughs> like Aww. actually they saved the tears and we are, you know, we're condensing down the salt so that they can use it on their first anniversary dinner. Oh, that's it was, disgusting. It, the 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 um the amount of crying was ridiculous. Oh, it, it was it, sweet. I, it was so I sweet. Couldn't, yes, I it could was not. it was. And also I, I just have to put a plug in here. Melissa looked beautiful. Her oh, hair, her oh, makeup, yeah. her dress, yes. everything was so beautiful. She was. It was I mean, my heart stopped. <laughs> and um, the thing that nobody knew ahead of time was that her longtime friend and 80s soap opera star a martinez walked her down the aisle yeah that was so cool nobody saw that one coming and but, he's uh, still so cute <laughs> <laughs> he was fantastic i spent a lot of time talking to him he's fantastic awesome so with that <laughs> it's your turn brad oh oh good I'm, I'm really glad we had some content there because i don't have a whole lot to say about my <laughs> uh, my pick you know i'll play you a short clip of this and you'll know exactly where we're going I'm excited, my little Muffin. Should I be? Rides off and on, I'm told. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage that blessed a right. That dream 
within Adri. Skip to the end. Have you the wind? Under you, Princess Bahwa. Man and wife, say man and wife. Man and wife. Escort the bride to the honeymoon suite. I'll be there shortly. Mawaj. Here's something Steve doesn't know. I actually had considered getting a bishop's hat <laughs> to wear for my uh, best man speech so I could quote that. Oh, I wish but you I had. decided that I'm not a prop comic, so I did not. I did use the <laughs> quote, but I didn't have the hat. Just seemed a little over the top. Uh, this scene, I think, comes to the fore when you talk about weddings, if only for the impressive clergyman's unfortunate speech impediment. The only real information I could find out about this is that the impressive clergyman is played by Peter Cook. And who is Peter Cook? Peter Cook is one of the really kind of the fathers of modern satire in a lot of ways. He was a longtime partner with uh, Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. Yeah, Dudley Moore and he worked together. And apparently the reason that that pairing split up was that Peter Cook was an extraordinarily mean drunk. <laughs> and okay. apparently he uh, enjoyed the enjoyed the alcohol and uh, then would take it out on Dudley Moore. And at one point, Dudley Moore is just like, I, you know what? I don't need this. Uh, and Arthur's such a yeah, fun so. drunk. <laughs> uh, right. Exactly. I mean, is that is that autobiographical? I don't know. Mm. You could argue, I think successfully, that that isn't actually a full wedding in that movie. They don't, she doesn't say it, so they didn't do it. <laughs> I'm still kind of baffled by, I, I didn't read the book, so I don't know if there's some p- part of the story that we're missing, but what, how she, how or why she agreed to marry somebody that she clearly had almost zero interest in is beyond me. Eh, I don't know. Maybe she's just a gold digger. Because <laughs> anything's possible. <laughs> Come at me, internet. <laughs> <laughs> we considered other movies to honor. There are some other really good, fun 80s weddings, aside from obviously the obvious TV one of Luke and Laura. Oh, yeah. For General Hospital. But that you're going to say Joni and Chachi. <laughs> God. You know what? So I was thinking about this Did earlier. Did they get married? I, like, I thought she just loved him. Oh, I thought they got married. I remember. I, I, I don't know. I thought mm. they get married on the last episode of Happy Days. Aw, how sweet is that? Or maybe Richie does. I don't remember. Anyway, the <laughs> point being, movie weddings seem more memorable to me. It seemed like there's more effort put into them. They, they stand out a little bit more. Luke and Loris maybe being the exception. And then, of course, Princess Diana and Charles. But um, Steel Magnolias has, has an amazing wedding scene, or so I'm told. Yes, I have a hard no. time sitting through that movie. <laughs> So Steel Magnolia is right. It's so like um, yeah, about these women's lives and and a great portion of it is about Julia Roberts' character, Shelby. And so she meets someone who's super cute, uh, Dylan McDermott, and then she has her bridal shower and all this stuff. But then she does have this wedding and she's been planning it. And it's speaking of pink, her two signature colors. And I'll never forget this for as long as I live. And I'm sorry that this is true, but her two, her two signature colors, which are blush and bashful. So there you go. (laughs) And I, and I know I'm not the only one listening who knows that that fact, but you know, her dad played by Tom Skerritt walks her, her down the aisle, but really what stands out about the steel Magnolia's wedding is the huge reception dance scene where, you know, the, um, that song jambalaya on the bayou. Mm Mm-hmm. That one, 
there's a big dance scene and you see, you know, Dolly Parton, like clapping along and, and there's like, they're really dancing. Well, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. So that was kind of fun in the still Magnolia's wedding, which of course, Steve, I have to ask, was Jambalaya on the Bayou your first <laughs> dance? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, third, fourth. It, it's funny. Cause we, we, the DJ asked ahead of time, do we have songs that we absolutely have to be played or, and, and absolutely cannot be played? Oh, that's a good question. I wish I had the blacklist in front of me. I know that a Whitney Houston song was on the do not playlist, but Brad remembers which one it is. It's um, um, I want to dance. I will with always somebody. love you. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. That's right. We just talked yeah, about that. Same. This is over overplayed. Yep. And no, the first song that we danced to was. Almost Paradise by uh, Mike <gasps> Reno and Ann Wilson. Oh, I love that. I love that. Solid pick. Solid pick. I was pretty sure I had an inside track on the winner. I was going to start a, a little gambling syndicate there at the reception. See oh, what did you think money. it was? Jeff? I was sure it was going to be Suddenly by uh, ONJ. Oh, yeah. That was on our list of considerations. So was Glory of Love by Peter Cetera. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't use that one. <laughs> <laughs> But almost paradise, we decided to do. I forget how much, how long ago it was. It, we we had it locked in almost a year in advance, and we decided we were going to do uh, dance lessons. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think I talked about that on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we, we discussed it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So Arthur Murray, uh, we went came out of retirement and, to teach you. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had this wonderful. He's actually instructor. Bill Murray's cousin. No, that's yeah, not true. Too many Murrays. <laughs> Brad almost did a spit take. Quite close. It took, I don't know, 10 lessons before we we had a routine. It wasn't like a dancing with the stars routine, but it was more dirty dancing. It had its moves. I don't even understand the fundamentals of dancing. So it, you, you almost had to start from scratch with me. And so it took a while to get it down. And then was it like Willard? I was just it was like, like, where you're like with the headphones and the snap in your finger. <laughs> Well, the, the funny thing was, because you would go to Arthur Murray and we'd, you'd be there in this big studio and there'd be like other lessons going on. And so maybe you would hear your song once or twice mm-hmm. during your lesson, but otherwise you're dancing to and what other, uh, whatever else other songs are playing there at the time. And so there was some odd music playing at times when we were trying to do our <laughs> slow dance. We did a head fake because they announced our first song and we it originally started playing safety dance by men without hats. And that was just to kind of throw people off for a second. And then it went into, it went into almost paradise. And it was, I got to admit for all that dancing lessons that we did when it came time to actually do it, it just, it felt completely natural. And that's great. It Um, works. Exactly. I've seen a fair amount of video of that and it came out really well. So you look like you knew what you were doing, Spearsy. I've been to weddings where the <laughs> couple has a really elaborately choreographed first dance, and they just look like they're miserable. They're so like focused on the, you know, they're like yeah, counting yeah, or you whatever. Can see they're like, one, two, three, man. 
like, mm, you know, I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed that because it was almost painful to watch. But that was not the case at your wedding. You guys were both having a good time. The fog machine was a nice touch. <laughs> yeah, we oh. had a dry ice kind of. There was a. Uh, it looked like there was fog on the floor. A uh, dry ice machine. Nice. Oh, I'm so glad too because I, I mean, even the process of learning the dance is so sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of like you're you're both training for this it was, awesome event it together. It, it, it's just very ironically, nice. she did get me into watching Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> um, and and when, I, for the first time ever, I watched it. So I can't believe I just admitted that. I probably yeah. It's okay. Go uh, watch Steel Magnolias. It'll balance it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other eighties <laughs> movies with wedding scenes that we could talk about: License to Kill. Of course, the bride is murdered violently at the end of that, so it's probably not mm. one we wanted to represent. Scarface. The wedding planner's like, oh, you're never going to believe that. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm not getting the deposit back. Drug Lord from a fictional (laughs) company showed up and and baseball has the wedding, uh, raising Arizona. Does Terms of Endearment have a wedding or does it not have a wedding? So they get married, Emma and Flap, of course, Deborah Winger and, and Jeff Daniels. So you see her wedding dress and you see him dressed up after the wedding, Aurora, um, Shirley MacLaine's character doesn't go to the wedding. So we don't get to go to the wedding oh. either. But their marriage didn't end well, so it probably doesn't matter. What about um, if you had to pick any movie outside the 80s to honor as a, as a wedding movie, which one would you pick? Oh, Jen. Which one am I? Um, Brad, you go first. I have to think about it. I got a list. Second. So I'm going to run through these real quick. Oh, my goodness. Here are some that, that immediately came to mind. First of all, Mamma Mia. I love me a musical and I love me some ABBA. Uh-huh. So Mamma Mia, that's got to be in there. I think the birdcage is pretty memorable. If you haven't seen that in a while, go back and check that out. There's not a bad performance in that movie. Honeymoon in Vegas. If only for the Utah chapter of the Flying Elvises. We're the Flying Elvises, Utah chapter. <laughs> uh, father of the Bride. Father of the Bride <laughs> speaks to me. Someday I will be the father of the bride, I think. And that, I will be a big mess of tears and that'll be okay. But the one that gets me every time, and I tease this at the beginning of the episode, the end of, and it's not so much the wedding as the outcome, at the end of 1969's On Her Majesty's Secret Service, James Bond has just gotten married. They're driving on their honeymoon. It's like the classic with the flowers on the car and everything, and they pull over for something. And um, his wife of some number of hours, maybe a day, gets shot and killed. Oh. She had just said, you know, you've given me the, the best wedding present. You've given me a future. And then she gets shot. And James Bond, oh God, I'm like, I'm completely covering goosebumps right now. Oh, James Bond goodness. is cradling her and just speaking softly to her. You know, we have all the time in the world. Ugh. Ugh. Credits. Oh no. Who said Honor Majesty's Secret Service is a bad <laughs> James Bond movie? This is the best James Bond movie. It's, I'm oh, a mess no. every time at the end of that. Just like, Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> so cheer me up. Pick something better than that. Yeah, you go, Steve. The Godfather, the the, the original Godfather, uh, yeah. would be would certainly be on my list. Opens with a, 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 a wedding. Love Actually. Mm. In fact, we borrowed something gently from, when we did the recessional at the wedding. Is that what they call it? When we're done, we walk up the aisle mm-hmm. as man and wife. Mm-hmm. The organist played "All You Need Is Love" by the Beatles. Just like they did in Love Actually. Oh yeah. No trombonist in the congregation. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Four weddings and a funeral. There's obviously four weddings. Four times the fun. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like how how important it is to the podcast, the wedding singer. Mm. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, it probably has more weddings per movie than any other movie, especially in the eighties. And I, it was the wedding singer that got me interested in like embracing eighties music again. Like I, at that point I gave up trying to like nineties music <laughs> and I just went, I went totally back in the other direction. I've never been happier. So Jen, this is not eighties in the least but it's a movie based on a novel and I love both called crazy rich Asians. Oh, that's a good one. And if you've, yeah. it's a great movie. It's so much mm-hmm. fun. It's, it's a rom-com, but the wedding of the two characters are called Colin and Araminta and they're like crazy rich. And so it's a wedding in Hong Kong. That's like ridiculous. I yeah. mean, the brides like steps onto the aisle and the water starts pouring down the aisle. I mean, it's, so crazy and so beautiful, but you're just like, what am I watching? But it's a <laughs> wedding. Possible? And you're like, what if I, yeah, I'm like, what if I had like $5 jillion to spend on a wedding? What would I do? So it's kind of a fun um, kind of fantasy yeah. wedding. You, you know, my, my favorite moment in that movie is the Cal State Fullerton joke, because that's where my dad taught. That's why I ended up living in California because <laughs> my dad took a job at Cal State Fullerton. So, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, fun fact. The reception we had was... I don't think there was any water flowing, but <laughs> yeah, Steven had gotten that out of his system at the wedding. <laughs> I, I, did I cry at the reception? I don't think that I did. Maybe during the, the first dance, uh, we had a live band and then we also, oh, and we also had a DJ. Okay. So it was, there was a lot of music. Um, I would expect nothing less. The groom's cake was, I think I posted a photo online. It's the shape. It was the shape of a Rubik's cube. So cool. Can you tell me what did it taste like? Because oh, it looked gorgeous. Like it did not look like a cake. It was, so good. It was one of those. It was like good. it's Ben, it was done by a celebrity baker in New York, Ben Israel cakes. Oh my gosh. Wow. And it was m- Mexican hot chocolate with banana <gasps> pudding. Oh no. It was oh no. So hungry right now. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It was outrageous. I will say, um, Steve, you're going to give me so much crap for this, but what's the first thing I noticed? Well, the second thing I noticed. First thing I noticed is it's a Rubik's cube cake. The second thing I noticed is that Rubik's cube can't be solved. <laughs> no. Says the engineer. <laughs> like, no, you've got two pieces here. Like, those are both the same piece. I can't. You just it's broken. Can't can't solve it. Yeah. Can I ask a question about that cake? Of course. It looked in the photo like it was lit from within, but was that just the lighting on the cake that made it? The lighting on the cake. Okay, because I was like, "What is in the that?" The pudding cake? was slightly <laughs> radioactive, so <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> no, it had a, and it had a Mister and Mrs. Pac-Man uh, on top. Oh, it's beautiful. It was, it it was adorable. Yeah, work yeah. of art. And then the bride's cake had a Benji, like our dog, was coming out of the cake at the bottom. <laughs> I didn't cute. see that. It was hidden from photos because somebody put the bride's flowers right in front of it. Uh, I guess but I was I hope- focusing on whether or not I could solve uh, the Rubik's cube cake. <laughs> yeah. Were there other 80s-like decorations? There were 80s trivia cards, I think, that we laid out on Mm -hmm. our tables as conversation starters and stuff. And, of course, the music was... It wasn't entirely 80s. Pretty close. We had some some 70s and a little bit of 90s. We basically adapted our our first dance. (laughs) We, We danced to Dancing Queen, and we did the same routine, but we did it, obviously, 10 times faster, so... And I must have spun her like 30 times, but <laughs> it was fun. You couldn't get me off the dance floor. I was out there all night long. It's true. It was, it was amazing. Wow, you're a changed Jen. man. Oh my gosh. I'm thrilled. After midnight, 
he's out there still cutting it up and just a giant smile on his face. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to, she's going to expect that on the cruise, my friend. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> it was just perfect. I mean, it was a 10 out of 10 as far as I'm concerned. And then at the end of the night, when everyone's uh, drunk and hungry and wanting to go back to the hotel room, we had stacks and stacks of uh, Chick-fil-A sandwiches to give to everybody on their way home. Smart. <clears throat> Snacks. It's weird. Picking an 80s song as your first dance, it was not an easy process. It, it, once we read the lyrics to it, we, we knew that was the one. But just out of curiosity, the other day, I was, I was looking online for other recommendations. So I was just kind of curious what other people would use. And I found a survey that was done by Brides Magazine, and I found one that was done by Harper's Bazaar. And the five that they recommended, You're My Best Friend by Queen, you know, albeit that's from the 70s. Uh, Endless Love, Lionel Richie, Diana Ross. That makes sense. I can see people using that. Mm-hmm. Only You by Yaz. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, a good choice. I, I would co-sign that one. You Are by yeah. Lionel Richie. Yeah. I mean, if you want a little up-tempo number to dance to, I suppose that's okay. And then Escapade by Janet Jackson. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. And I love there. Janet and I love this song, <laughs> but that is a strange pick. Yeah. yeah, that's a weird one. I feel like the editor was just like, you know what? I love this song. I'm just going to put it as number one. <laughs> I've never heard of Escapade even at a wedding. Like, not that I've been to that many weddings, but I've never heard it played at a wedding ever. No, me strange neither. Pick. It's just it, yeah. it's just the strangest thing. Yeah. So, you know, Steve was talking about the the top songs to use. And of course, as the contrarian asshole, uh, I had to come up with the bottom five that you should never, ever pick. <laughs> so here we go. Number five. Every Breath You Take. Everyone likes, likes a nice song about a stalker. Mm. Number four. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious a, that's a great message number three love is a battlefield love it number two now i this might happen at some weddings i don't think it happened at your steve this is not a message but i think we have to consider the dead kennedys too drunk to f- seems right number one we'll put a cherry on top with squeezes tempted nice good good list that's a great list that's, nothing really shocking happened there wasn't any big scandalous moment i mean really well it was kind of a small scandalous moment <laughs> whoa <laughs> okay you tell the story okay so dave augie august was uh, one of the groomsmen and he had been in my mind for several months leading up to the event joking around about wearing a speedo with his tux <laughs> and, oh, no. and uh i'm like oh haha that's funny oh mm-hmm. it's like oh we still have time to run over to big five and get you one i'm like oh yeah haha just pick me one up ha 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 whatever so Apparently, there's a picture of me standing with Dave. He has had the Speedo on underneath his tux pants, and he has dropped trowel and is standing there <laughs> in the jacket and the shirt and the Speedo. And I didn't realize that's what was happening. So I disavow all knowledge. I never met the man. But that apparently that happened. There's a picture of that out there someplace. But then he did the same thing with Steve's mom. <gasps> oh. What did she say, Steve? Um. I don't know what she said then, but I find out about this later. We go back to the hotel. Oh, you know, let's have one more drink before we go to bed. So we swing into the lounge and Steve's mom, Steve's family, lovely, really enjoyed getting to meet them all. Because, you know, we've all heard a little bit about them over the years. It was fun to meet them. Steve's mom's amazing. So she and your aunt and uncle are there having a drink. Of course, they've all changed into like, you know, sports casual wear or down there in their tracksuits sipping a cocktail you know and i walked up to steve's mom and i said i'm, I'm really sorry that you had to see that earlier and she just looked at me he's like oh brad like 
I was a nurse for a long time and you know people <laughs> would try to pull those kind of tricks on me all the time you know I just say what I would said then it's an awful lot of buildup for such a small thing <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh damn <laughs> somewhere Dave Augie August is having trouble walking because she just cut him off at the <laughs> knees oh my goodness it was amazing it was amazing so know this Jen do not mess with Steve's mom Oh, no, I will not. She is a, no, no, a lovely no. woman, but she will cut you off at the knees. <laughs> I love that. Can I ask a girly question? Okay. Did Melissa wear her wedding dress throughout the whole reception, or did she change into something else? She, she wore it for the whole reception. Oh, wow. I mean, I would too. It was a gorgeous dress. No, we talked about whether or not we wanted to switch it up. She did switch into um, bridal tennis shoes for dancing. Oh, but sweet. You could, That's you couldn't, a smart move. You couldn't see them. Oh, yeah. I brought vans for the reception. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to wear rented <laughs> shoes all night? No. I bought my shoes because I, I couldn't find a pair of shoes that fit me right. So they felt comfortable. I wore them the whole night. I'm trying to think what else happened that was that was really not so crazy. We There was a song dedicated to all the 80s cruisers. And so we all got out there and danced together. And then we had a, a group photo. I have no recollection. Do you remember what the song was? I have no recollection. (laughs) Too much fun. You guys are having too much fun. Here's the problem, Jen. There were Mm. two bars in the dining room. And Uh say no more. The one closest to me was lightly staffed when I went over there. Like it seemed like every time I went over there, (laughs) there was no one behind the bar. So I would just go back there and pour myself a drink. I think I probably had. Katie tells me I'm not as drunk as I say I was, but I felt pretty drunk. (laughs) Okay. Got it. And then the next day, we, we all gathered again one more time. We had a big brunch. That was the last time I saw, saw everybody until, uh, until we meet again. All of it sounds so nice. So nice. Oh, all, all, all the buildup really and nice everything. Weekend. And, you know, you yeah. think it's going to be because you spend so much time like learning the dances and like getting things ready and trying clothes on and all this stuff. And it, it really sounds like it, it met all of your expectations. It really does. The, it reminded me a lot of my high school reunion, the one that my 20 year high school reunion came, you know, it's, well, it's been 16 years now, I guess. And I was involved in planning that and, and all, and all the lead up to that. And that was such an epic party that when it was over, I just felt like my heart had been ripped out of me for Melissa. And I, it felt pretty similar at the end of that weekend. We just kind of felt like we had this amazing gathering of of friends uh, some of whom she hadn't seen in 20 years all of which i'm meeting for the first time and it just was like it was everything you wanted it to be and and then suddenly it was over <laughs> and so it, there's that horrible emotional hangover that that yeah. comes mm-hmm. about it. yeah but, and for Brad, an well, actual I, hangover. It was a, yeah. Well, I, you know, the brunch really helped with that. And then we walked around the city and it really yeah. hurt my head. The, but yeah, you plan something for that long and it had been postponed and just all that sure. starts to build. The, the nice thing was that the, the emotional hangover that caused me, you know, 16 years ago is what gave birth to Stuck in the 80s. It was that emptiness that I had the need to fill that the podcast did. So I, I, I hope that the, that this um, amazing weekend will lead to a similar. What's your new podcast called? <laughs> I was going to say, is there a birth coming? <laughs> oh, no. Wait, I wouldn't No. Thank you for tolerating uh, an entire podcast to, to, to just go over that amazing weekend. It was so special in so many ways. It just really had, 
you know, I'm start going to start, start quoting dirty dancing. If you don't cut me off here, you know, grab the mic away from I'm me. I'm looking for an opening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one of the surprises that Brad did uh, that I guess was Jen's idea. Yeah. Let's give credit where due. Jen emailed me in late October and said, Hey, you know, I think it would be really cool if we could pull together uh, messages from, you know, stuck in the eighties and cruise people to give them on their, you know, for their wedding. And it occurred to me that as the best man, it was uh, your job. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in in the old days, you're, you're supposed to read telegrams from people, right? What's a telegram. I mean, talk about forget, you know, forget what's a rerun, what's a telegram. But so this was our little electronic telegram uh, collection that uh, I tipped my cap to Jen. Yes. I I did have to do the work to pull it together, but that was uh, a labor of love. Happy to do that for you two guys. I can't think of any better way to end the show than to, by playing that, that montage of messages. Thank you to everyone who reached out, who's emailed me or texted me and, and contributed to this. Now it's, it's time for uh, the Spearsy Lair to become, <laughs> it needs a new name. <laughs> but until we find one. The Spearsy Love Nest. <laughs> that works. Uh, until we find one for sure, we change all the, all the name plates around here. Jen, Brad, and myself remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Dearly beloved. Personal foul. Overuse of 80s wedding cliches. 10-yard penalty. Proceed with caution. In all seriousness, though, guys, I just wanted to wish you both the best of lives together. It's been a joy on social media just seeing how much you're looking forward to this marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. And from what I can tell, you're both the happiest you've ever been. I've never been so happy in my whole life. (laughs) You maniac. So congratulations. Now go get married. Married? Married. Married? Yeah, married. To the new Mr. and Mrs. Spearsy. This is Carol Jansen, one of the OG Stuck in the 80s listeners, wanting to wish you a very happy day. Know that we're all there with you in spirit and wish you just absolutely nothing but the best. Full of love. Steve Spears, February 15th, 2017. Day after Valentine's Day. You and I were up at about 2 o'clock. Some tucked away bar at the ass end of the 80s cruise celebrity summit version. And I was trying to get you to dance with our friend, my wife and I's friend, Kimberly. You assured me that there was nothing on earth that could compel you to dance and that nobody wanted to see that. Well, flash forward to now, and I'm very, very happy that you have somebody that is inspiring you to dance and wants to spend every day and every night with you. Somebody not named Wild Turkey. Congratulations, my friend, and congratulations to the future Mrs. Spearsy as well. Hi, Steve and Melissa. This is Amy Gazmel, also known as 
Amy in Naperville. Um, I'm so thrilled for you both. Happy union. Steve, you've been with me through so many ups and downs and I couldn't be happier that you found your perfect match. And Melissa, even though we haven't met, I know of you um, and of your content matter through your blog. And I just wanted to say I'm so happy that you chose not to settle and you waited for your dream to come true. I think that's such an important message for women everywhere. And I wish you both the very best. Take care. Spearsy. This is Lynn with Three Ends in Nebraska, and I'm just calling to say congratulations on your upcoming wedding day, and I just wish you much wedded bliss, and what a blessing it is to uh, find your life's partner. So uh, two are better than one, right? Have a great wedding day, Steve. Take care. Hi, Steve and Melissa. This is Steve and Deja. We are so happy for you both, and we're excited to get to celebrate with you. We wish you every joy in your new life together. And remember... Never go to bed on an argument. A mattress is far more comfortable. Congratulations, Melissa and Steve, on finding your love connection. No more in Melissa's life will she have to put up with jokers. Wild times, I hope, are ahead for you newlyweds. Spearsy, so glad you found your match. Just don't press your luck hogging the remote control to watch reruns of Starcade. May you never be blocked by the center square. Life be whammy-free, and what lies behind the proverbial curtain be more than a lifetime supply of turtle wax. All the best in your new life together. Tom Korn in Austria. Congratulations, Steve and Melissa. You might be past the edge of 17, but you're still living the glamorous life. And there's no denying it'll be just like heaven while you express yourself in celebration of this crazy little thing called love this coming weekend. Kidding aside... Wishing you the happiest days ahead, Michelle in Wisconsin. Hey, it's Mark Kennelly, a.k.a. Bass Note, and it's story time. Once upon a time, there was a boy and a girl who met on an 80s cruise, and they fell in love, and they got married, and they lived happily ever after. Isn't that the best story ever? Steve and Melissa, I'm so happy for the two of you. I wish you nothing but joy and happiness and a lifetime of adventures together. Congratulations on your nuptials. Hey, Spearsy, Sweet Lou here. Uh, been listening to you since the beginning through all of your emotional ups and downs, probably more downs than ups. And although I'll miss the Eeyore Spearsy, I have a feeling that from now on, we'll only have happy Spearsy. So a big congratulations on your wedding and wish you nothing but the best. Take care. Sweet Lou. Hi, Steve and Melissa. It's Matt Regal. Congratulations on your upcoming wedding. I wish you guys a lifetime of happiness together, and I look forward to celebrating with you on your big day. Hey Spears, it's Alexi Lalas, and I just wanted to wish you and the fair Melissa congratulations and best wishes. Here's to you kids having a lifetime of health and happiness and prosperity. And to quote one of the great American poets of the 80s, we got to hold on to what we got. It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. We got each other. And that's a lot for love. Love you, my friends. Melissa and Steve. It is Robin and Michael Leggett. Congratulations to you both. You have a romance that proves that a love for the past doesn't prevent a brighter future. 
We can appreciate how a shared love of music and adventure can lead two people together. And while a chartered cruise has led to many a one-night stand... 80s folks always overachieve. Uh, and believe me, we know a thing or two about overachieving. Am I right? Am I right? Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, not like that. I meant costumes. Costumes. I meant costumes, too. Okay, okay. So, have an amazing day. We love you both. We're super happy for you. Have a blast. Postal-friendly bottle opener. Hey, Steve and Melissa. It's Jen with 1N. I just wanted to say congratulations on this amazing thing that's about to take place. I'm so excited that Diane Court has found her Lloyd Dobler, that Jake Ryan has found his Samantha Baker, and also Ariel and Ren. Congratulations again, and have an amazing day and amazing life together. I love you both, and I'm so excited for you. The messages you've just heard were from Dave Dirk, Carol Jansen, Tor Hansen, Amy Gosmo, Lynn with three N's, the Ramoses, Rosette the Rojas's, Tom Korn with many game show references, Michelle in Wisconsin, Bass Note, Sweet Lou Greeley, Matt Regal, Alexi Lawless, the Leggetts, and Jen with one N, who, if I'm honest, gave me the idea to do this. Mazel Tov. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to plead. Uh, I'm going to plead ignorance on that one. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to reserve my right to. Uh, oh, f- just ignore. Okay. <laughs> <Catch me. laughs> You'll find a nice place in here somewhere to cut.